0: Wednesday, I had a tooth extracted. A Little background there is that uh, you know my my mom never uh, you know my mom or dad didn't take me to the dentist when I was young, which is I think in hindsight is going to be the uh, thing that I'm going to resent about about them, because uh, what it means is that you know not having gone to the dentist at some point when I was like 22, um, I was biting into a subway sandwich. And uh, one of my teeth kind of collapsed. So I got scared and uh, eventually got like a little bit of benefit action and then went into a a dentist. He started like a long litany of of dental procedures, enough so that I ran out of insurance. Mm -hmm. And then by the time Mm -hmm. I could go back, I had a much less paying job and Mm -hmm. I had bad Mm -hmm. dental insurance. So every visit was still costing me hundreds of dollars so i never got taken care of he put in like a temporary crown He did a root canal so it didn't hurt but i had this like monster tooth for the last couple of years and i was super self-conscious about it and um it looked a little it looked a lot like um if in lord of the rings if you took like saruman's tower and flipped it over you know it, it looked like that it looked like a fantasy tower um so i had this monster tooth Got benefits again decided to, to start taking care of uh taking care of my teeth when got the monster tooth extracted. And that was, I have a lot of dental anxiety. And partly because uh, anyone who doesn't is crazy. Because it is like a barbaric, you know, it, it hasn't advanced really since, it seems like since like the 1800s. Like there's better pain medication, but it's still like strangers sawing and drilling your skull apart. You know, like they literally just kind of went in and drilled you know, pieces of my teeth, you know, pieces of the inside of my head out. And it's not like, you know, my dentist is very good. He's a very nice guy. Um, I like him a lot. But, you know, there's just something about somebody leaning over your mouth, just sawing into your skull that, you know, understandably is really stressful to me. Um, so we did that, and I've been dealing with the, um, the after effects, and I'm, I'm deathly afraid of getting a dry socket in there or getting, like, a piece of food lodge in there or some kind of problem. So that sucked. Mm -hmm. I ended up having to buy, I got a new new iPod um, and I I went to, I wanted to find a case for it. And all I could find were these like little like, you know, juicy girl, like pink, you know, shit cases and little mall So I actually went to a Mac store. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a Mac store, but fucking don't. Uh, When did we as a culture like decide that it was going to be okay for Mac, like for Apple, just for Apple in general, you know, like these people it's it's ridiculous how like close they are to just like self parody. Like this like so I went to the Mac stores Friday night, six thirty on a Friday night. There's like forty people in there, you know, ten of which were probably employees, but like forty people just hanging out. Hanging out, playing on iPads. And uh you know, I was I went and found the cases. You know, it's not like a normal store. They're trying to make it look like you stepped into it looks like the set of and like the Woody Allen movie, everything you always want to know about sex, we're afraid to ask. It looks like the brain, like cockpit, when they're piloting like the brain of the the guy. That's what the max stores look like, um, or like the set of space balls. So I went and I found my case, and I you know, looked around. There's like nowhere to check out. So I went up to a guy, and I was like, uh, "Where does someone pay for something in this, you know, store?" And uh, he goes. Oh, there's a register right at the end of the Genius Bar. And points over. And like, I know this is old news. Like, this probably I probably sound like, you know, Jay Leno in like 2002. You know, commenting on the Genius Bar. But seriously, like, fuck you, Apple. The Genius Bar. What is the genius? It's like, well, it's a cash register is at the end of it. Not a register. A little like credit card machine. And then like, just guys just standing at Max. So I went and stood in line at the Genius Bar, and uh, you know waited and waited and waited, and I i been waiting for a while because some guy in front of me was being upsold on every possible thing, which was just incredible. Like just this like, you know hippie looking guy in a blue shirt is standing in front of him, and he's just like, for a hundred more dollars you could pretty much double your storage space, double, double, and the guy's just like that that is a good deal, and he's like, look, if you don't get Apple Care protection on all these products. I don't know what to say. And the guys just like, yeah, I probably should get that. And the guys literally just like going along with everything that, you know, the the salesman is is offering him. You know. Um and uh so another guy walks up to me, another Apple employee walks up and he's like, "Hey man, can I can I help you? Can I check you out?" And uh and I'm like, "Sure." And he uh you know, the the line opened up at that point. The guy the guy who was being sold to was being shown another thing to buy. So he comes up and I, and I, I run my, my, you know, my credit card through the uh, through the thing. And he's just like, usually we just check people out on iPod Touches. These things are so archaic. To the, the credit card machine. And I just, I really wonder if like that guy actually thinks that or if like that's a training thing. Like you have to call, you know, some pieces of modern non-Apple technology um, archaic. You know, it was it was it was ridiculous. I I hated every second of being inside that store, and I it sucks because I like Mac products. Like I'm fine with Apple products, but man, do they need to? I hate their image. I hate everything about their image. Earlier this week, you know, because of my my tooth, I can only eat soft foods. So uh, mostly I was just eating like soup and and yogurt. Um, but I I wanted uh, something different, and I decided to get some ice cream. And you know, McDonald's has pretty okay ice cream. You know, so I so I went into to a McDonald's and uh there, you know, a couple of things struck me. Like they have all their holiday stuff up still. And one of their big pushes like I guess they introduced the, the McRib again this fall, that you know that perennial tragedy. Um and the, they had all these flyers that show like a McRib sandwich with all these snowflakes around it that say joy to the McRib. Like I d I don't even understand that sentence. Like joy to the world you know, that's your wishing joy to the whole world. But this is like, you know, I don't care about the world. I don't care about myself. As long as this sandwich is happy, I'm happy. You know, joy to it. Not joy to us for enjoying it. You know, not McRib to the world. What's wrong with that? That's that's advertising. But no, joy to the McRib. The McRib needs to, to receive joy. And uh, there's a guy in line um, in front of me who I picked up kind of what from walking in, this is, you know, I'm not, wasn't there when it started, but there was a guy complaining to a manager and he's just, he's just like, they, I walk in and the guy says, you know, you people, that's why I could go to any McDonald's in this town. But I go to you guys because I know that when you guys screw up, you guys will make it right. And the the managers like, Oh, I'm very sorry, sir. I'm very sorry, sir. You know, Darlene, get, get on the, get on those fries. There, there's a, a girl named Darlene there, and and one thing that was interesting too, and I don't know about this, but about you, but I'm always surprised when I see someone in a McDonald's who's uh, like put together at all, you know, if like they don't look like a disaster or like an old person, I'm surprised. Like If you see a young person who doesn't look like on meth and but it's just like a normal looking person working at McDonald's, that's surprising. But um, he's like, "Yo, Darlene, get on those fries and make sure they're well done this time." So, I mean, all I could really surmise from that was that this gentleman had ordered French fries from McDonald's well done um, and was unsatisfied when his fries were not well done. What does that mean? Like, you don't you don't order things well done from McDonald's. You don't know, like, if they had a mixed steak, you wouldn't order a mixed steak well done. You know, it's McDonald's. Like, it's not, you know, you don't, you give up this a degree of customizability and choice and quality in exchange for, like, weird chemicals satisfy some weird part of your brain and cheapness and quickness you know I just imagine he had like seen a movie where he had seen something ordered well done and it was just like you know that's all the movie stars do it I order my I next french fries well done I don't know why you'd want french fries well done like when I make fries at home I don't like time them out like you know I, these need to be like a nice I want these to have a nice char you know like does he want like someone to put out little grill marks on the fucking... They're french fries. They're dipped into a vat of, you know, boiling oil. Um, I wanted to mention real quick that I'm doing a promotion um, to support this podcast. Like, nobody... uh, Seemingly from downloads and and Facebook friends and iTunes reviews, it doesn't seem like very many people are listening to this. Which is fine, because I don't know how to uh, to self-promote. I still don't. So I'm passing the onus. I'm trading something I do know how to do for something I don't know how to do. Um, If you listen to this podcast... And there's probably only like a couple dozen people who do. But if you do and you like it, do something for me to help promote it. Um, You know, write a review on iTunes, rate and review it, um, tell people about it, um, you know, get the word out somehow and show me that you've done that. And if so, I will write you a song about the subject of your choosing in the style of your choosing. Um, Also, since I haven't really talked... Um, I wanted to thank a couple people who've helped me out with the last couple episodes um, Brayton Cameron uh, John Wolfe um, who lended some voices and we have Derek Hayes and John Wolfe in this episode in the uh, little bit that's coming after the song um, I wanted to thank the other people who were in the I played a, a Metroid song and uh, a Midnight, a Midnight Snack song in the last episode and a Metroid song in the Christmas episode um, the Metroids were uh, myself but also uh, Nat Condanus Grow and and uh, Andy Harold and the Midnight Snacks for myself, um, Ryan Green, Tom Kober, and Tim Walker. And I want to thank those guys for their contributions. Tim also is mixed the uh, that Midnight Snacks record. It sounds very good. And uh, this is a song uh, I wrote called uh, Franz Kafka. I made a goal Oh my god, you boys are the worst Yeah, you'd say so, (laughs) Jen Yeah, you were too busy looking at Tom Banderslice's letterman jacket Shut up, Fred Good one, Fred Give me a high five (laughs) Ah, I see you've all made it Have a seat around this kitchen table Okay, buddy Yeah, take a chill pill Can I sit here? That'd be fine So, is this some sort of game? One could say that Huh, you mean like the Mario and Luigi bros? No, not like that. This game puts you through a harrowing gauntlet so deadly that only the most imaginative teams will persevere. Oh, so not like the Mario and Luigi bros. That sounds scary. It can be. In fact, you will likely end up scarred beyond comprehension. Are you ready to play? What are the rules? The rules are simple. You will learn them as we play the game. How do we win? Win? What a petty term. We all win when we successfully disappear into our roles. In simpler terms, you win when you have defeated the dungeoneer. Is that you? Idiot No. I am the dungeon mister. I will proctor the various non player characters. Are those us? By Jupiter. Why do you try my patience so? No. We will soon discover what characters you will play. Here. Take these character cards. Okay. I suppose... Righteous. Cool, I got the Beastmaster. As a Beastmaster, you control the wilds of the wood and the heart. Using your mystic loot, you calm the tiger hearts of even the most ferocious of wild fauna. You walk a lonely path, and only you, the player, may ensure that you don't strumbo. Awesome! I'm like held the Barge with bears! Okay, let me see. I got the clerk. That's cleric, Phil. Do you... children know what meaning wears the cloak of the word cleric? I think they're Middle Easterners. <laughs> oh, you children do make my heart sing joys. Little Jenny, in this case you are dead ignorant. And that ignorance may cost you your life. Um a cleric in the world of Dungeoneer's board quest is a healer. Like a doctor? No. Not like a doctor. More like a faith healer. But one whose faith is also a powerful sword that can smite even the foulest of Orckin. Smithing Orckin, that sounds radical. It's not so radical. This is your holy mission. A cleric may never smile or he will take a minus two deficit to his save rolls against atheism. Oh, that doesn't sound... Stop smiling, confound you! Now, girl, take a card and seal your destiny. Dungeon, mister, I would like to go home. There is no home for you or your kind, for you have chosen the rogue. (laughs) No, no, I mean in real... As a rogue, you live in the seediest parts of the village tavern, consulting your scabs and embracing your oozing discharges as your only friends. You may pick locks and check for traps depending on the fate of the whimsy of my mercurial mood shifts. Okay, can we just get this over with? Alright. You crest the moonlight moors on the back of an azure dream, flights of fancy floating like will-o'-the-whiffs in the swampy darkness. You have been charged by Sovereign Roderick to hunt down the deadly dungeoneer of the Cavern of Kobolds! What's a kobold? A devious creature with a sinister purpose and dog-like yelpings. They pose little threat when in small numbers, and yet by the dozens they can be formidable. I think Beautyborg's is on. Can we take a break to watch a Dungeon Mister? Roll the die. If you like what you just heard, why not tell your friends about it? Why not follow it on Twitter or Facebook? Why not rate and review it on iTunes? Why not send me an email at deadideavahala at gmail.com? Why not visit the website? It's www.deadideavahala.com. Why not shout it from the rooftops? Tell everybody about it. It's a new podcast. Tell people to listen to it. I'd do the same thing for you. We're News.